0: Health Hour on cliffcentral.com.
1: Well, it's a very good morning to you. Uh, my name is Dr. Cindy Siwefansale at DocCindy, D-O-C-S-I-N-D-I. And, um, yeah, I had a great weekend. Um, I went away. And I am back. I was away in the Val. It's very interesting. Um, quite cold. The weather was quite um, horrible. So um, I must tell you that I was quite disappointed by that. But it's just very interesting to be there. And this morning I'll be chatting to um, a world-renowned cardiologist by the name of Dr. Riaz Motara. And I'm always so happy when, um, when medicine meets up with um, technology. And and embraces technology, so Dr. Matara um, has a, has a special has a special place in his heart for for hypertension. And I mean, he's a cardiologist, but he you know he has a special place in his heart for hypertension, high blood pressure. And he's come up with um an uh, you know uh, an app, well yeah, an app technology that helps us to to diagnose high blood pressure sooner and get um help and and get help. So I have him with me as a guest in studio today. Well, not in studio. He's he's over the line, but he's our guest this morning, and we'll be chatting about his his the the launch of CardioFit and what CardioFit is and what the aim is. So, um, yeah. Good morning, Doctor Riyaz Mutara.
2: Morning, uh, Cindy. Thank you for having me on your show.
1: Well, no, thank you very much for making time for us. I know you're a very busy man, so we only have you for thirty minutes this morning. But that's that's fantastic because at least we'll, we'll get to hear what cardio fit is about. And just as a way of introduction, um, just give us a bit of a background on, um, you know, who you are, what you do, and specifically how you ended up doing cardiology, and then of course how you you know you ended up um coming up with something like cardio fit. Well, Cindy, I've
2: been a cardiologist uh, now for the past. Uh, almost fifteen years yeah um, and I've been in practice, and you know once you've been in practice for many years, you begin to know you know where the problems are in society and what's causing illness and why people are getting so ill and why it's been getting worse over the uh, you know over time, so you know it's frustrating sometimes to be in practice as a doctor because it feels like you're fighting a losing battle, yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, you will know that, you know, I mean, we treat patients with medication uh, and we treat them symptomatically, but they don't seem... The problem itself, the underlying problem, hasn't improved. So, <clears throat> excuse me, um, you take high blood pressure. We all know somebody, a loved one, a family member, somebody who's got high blood pressure in our family. And because it's a silent illness, People don't take it too seriously until it's too late. Yeah. Uh, and if you look at uh, the statistics, it's truly frightening. In fact, I mean, the World Health Organization uh, did a study last year uh, which showed that South Africans have the highest world. So 78% of people over the age of 50 in our country have some form of high blood pressure. And even more frightening is less than 8% of people who have high blood pressure actually have their high blood pressure controlled. Oh, my word. That's staggering. So that's staggering. And, you, know, you know, if you think it's only a problem of elderly patients, then we are wrong. 40% of South Africans over the age of 25 have some form of high blood pressure. So, you know, there are many reasons for why this is happening. Um, you know, more and more people are overweight these days. Uh, people have gone away from eating tradition, a traditional diet, to eating more Western diets that are rich in salt yeah.
3: uh,
2: and high in refined sugar. So people are overweight, and as we gain weight, our cholesterol goes up, our sugar goes up, our blood pressure goes up, and then we become at risk of a host of other medical problems.
1: And and the thing is, I mean, obesity is definitely a big problem in our country. I mean, I, for one, I'm on a weight loss program because of my obesity. And during pregnancy, um, Dr. Matara, I mean, I had high blood pressure problems. I had a, a mini stroke after my first child was born. And all of it can be linked to the fact that I'm overweight. And that's really why I've taken the, you know the decision to change my eating habits, to change my life, because I don't want to die before my time.
2: No, for sure. So, you know, high blood pressure is the commonest cause of a heart attack, it's the commonest cause, cause of a stroke, it's the commonest uh cause of kidney failure, it's the commonest cause of dementia. So there's a number of, of I mean, there's so many medical problems that we get exposed to that that as a consequence of our blood pressure. But ultimately it's a problem of our weight. And I mean the the whole issue of around obesity and childhood obesity and the risk of diabetes it's just i mean it's reaching epidemic proportions in our country. Mm. So, you know, people worry um about all so many there's so much for of us for us to worry about these days. But you know, we forget sometimes that and we think we're young and we're strong and you know this can affect us when we're sixty or seventy. But in fact the demic starts quite early as you know.
1: And so that's why, I mean, I think that's why people like you who are speaking out mm-hmm. about um, high blood pressure affecting the young, this is why it's so important to have such platforms and such discussions.
2: That's correct. Indeed. So, I mean, you know, I mean, for us it's important to highlight, the fact we can sit back in our chairs and say, well, okay, let's just accept the status quo. You know, in a country like ours, where uh, we do have access to primary health care clinics, we do have access to doctors, uh, there's more than enough medication available, uh, but the problem seems to be getting worse. And the pr- problem is not necessarily at making the diagnosis or at putting patients on medication. The problem really for patients is right in the beginning where we are not treating the cause of the problem in terms of looking at uh, our nutrition as a nation
3: mm-hmm. and
2: uh, lack of exercise um, and higher stress levels. And then at the end of the problem, it's actually monitoring of patients to make sure that the blood pressure is controlled. So all diabetic patients actually test the sugar at least three, four, five times a day. But how many patients actually check the blood pressure once a day to make sure that it's well controlled? Sure. And it doesn't have to necessarily be dangerously high for it to cause a problem because it's a silent illness. If your blood pressure is high, you're not going to be aware of it. And it's slowly damaging your arteries and increasing your risk of a heart attack or stroke.
1: Okay. And so now, I think one of the things that I come across in, in practice is when um, patients will tell you that I was, um, I did have um, high blood pressure, I started the medication and then I stopped it. And then she yeah. comes in, headache, not feeding well, you take the blood pressure and it's really high. The whole issue around starting and stopping treatment, um, yeah, we need to talk about that. Yeah,
2: look, one, you see, It's also a very difficult question that uh, Cindy, because, you know, once you're on medication, doctors will say that you need to be on medication for life. Yes. for, For high blood pressure. I don't believe that's entirely true because if you treat the reasons why your blood pressure is high in the first place, so if you start exercising in the correct way and you're eating in the right way and you get to lose weight, your blood pressure comes down. Or if you're on, let's say, two or three or four different posts for your blood pressure, as your weight comes down you may be able to reduce the number of pills that you are taking so what we've done um that's unique or try to look at how do we control patients blood pressure yeah we we've, we've created a whole new system of of monitoring um that's so easy so the technology has advanced in so many ways so that you can now get blood pressure monitors that work wirelessly or through Bluetooth with an app in your phone. Okay, but if you check your these, these monitors have been out for some time. If you just check your blood pressure and get a reading in your phone, the problem with that approach is that you don't know what to do with the reading
3: mm. or
2: how to interpret the reading. So uh, they, there's a theory called the quantified self theory state that if you can measure it, you can change it. Mm. But the, the, that makes the assumption that, that the average man in the street walking around is knowledgeable enough to know what to do with all, this, all these numbers and what these, with these blood pressure readings and sugar readings. Mm. So what we've done differently is that we'll say, we said, okay, test your blood, blood pressure. It is as simple as one, two, three. Put the cuff onto your upper arm and press start in your phone. And in, within 30 seconds, you have a blood pressure reading. Yeah. But then let's take it one step further than that. So what we do is we have linked it up to ER24's call center. Okay. And every time you check your blood pressure, we're able to see your blood pressure.
3: <clears throat>
2: so if your blood pressure falls into a dangerous category, let's say you are now at risk of developing a heart attack or stroke because your blood pressure is so high then the ER24 call center team will phone you immediately and check on you, and they will dispatch an ambulance anywhere in South Africa to pick you up and take you to your nearest doctor or to your nearest casualty to get your blood pressure managed. So hopefully in that way we try and prevent a heart attack or stroke. This is fantastic. Yeah. If, however, let's say your blood pressure is high but is not dangerously high, then the system is automated to send you a message to say, yes, indeed your blood pressure is high, please recheck it in six hours. Or, yes, indeed, your blood pressure is very low, you know, please lie down or uh, we'll call the call center if you have a problem. If at any point, because we know that you can still have a heart attack or stroke with a normal blood pressure, but at any point if you are concerned, all you need to do is press the emergency button within the app and you'll get through to the call center and somebody will be able to assist you.
1: That in is addition, phenomenal.
2: Yeah, in addition to that, what we also do is we will collect all your data for you. Or if you check your blood pressure at least just once a day, then on a monthly basis, we will email you mm-hmm. all your blood pressure readings for the month to you and or your doctor. So that you can now take those readings to your doctor and say, well, here's a graph of what my blood has looked like for the past month. Should I be increasing? Should I be reducing my medication? How should I manage myself further? So hopefully now you empower a patient okay, to be able to get their blood pressure control and to understand these numbers and to take ownership of it. And hopefully that way you prevent the heart attack, the stroke, the kidney failure over time. And to our knowledge, this is the first time that this approach has been done anywhere in the world.
1: It's, it's, so, it's, it's, amazing, Dr. Motaro. Really, it is, especially because it's putting the power back in the patient's hands. I think I'm, I'm a patient's rights activist, you know, and I always feel that patients should be informed. They should have the right uh, information to equip them to make decisions.
2: That, that's correct, Cindy. So, you know, for us, it's about educating the patient over time in terms of knowing what to do with their reading and when they're not controlled and not controlled. But this, also, you know, it helps patients from a point of view of being diagnosed incorrectly with hypertension, many patients when they go to their doctor are anxious and we have something called a white coat effect where we falsely make the diagnosis of hypertension because the patients are anxious. Mm. So either patients end up on medication unnecessarily or we increase their medication unnecess- unnecessarily. Mm. So with this type of approach, you know, patients can check their blood pressure in their own, own home environment and you're getting a more accurate indication of what's going on with their blood pressure reading.
1: And I'm very so, glad that you've brought that up. I mean, the issue of the white coat um, hypertension is really important because it's true. You can't start a person on medication for high blood pressure just based on one reading alone.
2: That's correct. So often, as I said to you, many patients may be anxious. Many patients have just going through a stressful period in their life. Um, many patients are anxious to go to the doctor for many reasons. But so the blood pressure is always artificially... Uh, or, or a little bit higher than what it normally would be in their home environment, and many doctors, um, like ourselves, make mistakes sometimes in terms of well, okay, you know, I have to treat this blood pressure now, and patients end up on medication unnecessarily. So we looked at it and we said, you know, how can we make a difference in terms of using the best technology that's available in the world at the moment mm-hmm. and creating a very simple model for patients to be able to monitor their blood pressure, but also then to be managed and to be assisted in making the decision-making process. Okay. And we hope, you know, hopefully through through this approach, we will help control blood pressures in our country and, you know, we we can then not have all these frightening statistics that people talk about.
1: This is fantastic. And in terms of the cost of this, of this, of this, um, um yeah. service, yeah, uh, how, so, yeah?
2: Look, we've tried to make it as, 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 cost effective as possible. These monitors are expensive. So what we've done is, I mean, if you were to buy, um, a digital monitor today that's Bluetooth enabled that works with an app in your phone, you would pay roughly 1600 Rand for this monitor. So what we've done is we said for, Less than seven RAM a day. We'll give you the monitor for free. Mm-hmm. Uh, if the um, if an ambulance had to come and fetch you and take you to hospital in an emergency anywhere in the country, and that may include a helicopter transfer as well, there's no additional cost to you. We will email all your blood pressure readings to you and all your doctor once a month. Uh, you will receive a monthly newsletter with advice and diet and things like salt and nutrition and types of exercise to do if you have high blood pressure. Okay. You have access to the call center 24 hours uh, a day. Uh, and all these benefits that patients get for less than seven Rand a day. Now, if you look at what people spend money on in a day, a cup of coffee today costs you 18 grand if you have to go and buy a cup of coffee. Mm.
3: Today.
2: You know? So, for us, we try to make it as reasonable and as cheap as possible for people to have access to it. So even though they can't they can't necessarily afford sixty nine Ren, they can afford seven Ren a day, as an example. You know, so I mean, it's really for me. You have to make a decision in terms of what's important in your life. Yeah. People spend five thousand ren on a pair of jeans, but wouldn't be willing to control their blood pressure. Mm. So ultimately, for me, you know, it, people need to take ownership of 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 their, of their health. They need to own their body. They need to own their future. Mm. And they need to make a difference going forward. So the magic magical, as you know, to cure everything uh, at the moment.
1: And this really also fits in with the prevention better than, you know, being better than cure, Dr. Matara. I think you're right on track um, in, in terms of that. Mm.
2: Yeah. So for us, the idea is to, to identify the problem early enough and get patients to go, whether that be through medication, whether it be through diet and exercise, uh, but we need to be monitored. You know, because so many of these illnesses like diabetes and high blood pressure are silent problems. We don't know until it's too late. And then all the damage has been done and then it becomes so expensive. I mean, can you imagine, Cindy, if a dad of the age of 40 or a mom of the age of 30 has a stroke or a heart attack, heart attack today? Can you mm-hmm. imagine the cost implications for the family for communities, communities, for employers, for our country as a whole.
4: Yeah.
2: So we encourage people to and to empower themselves and to get the knowledge that they need to take care of themselves.
1: And in terms of the salt intake, um, Doctor Matara, I think that's something that's been that's been coming up quite often. Um, what are your recommendations? What have you noticed in terms of trends with regards to to salt intake with food and so on? What are your what 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 are your you know thoughts yeah, around well,
2: this? For me, indeed, it's a combination of very high salt intake in 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 the food that we eat today, as well as the highly refined sugar and starch in our diets today. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's a misconception that fat makes you gain weight. Fat, fat never makes you gain weight.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, that's the biggest lie that's been told. It's the amount of refined white flour, sugar, and starch in our diet that our body is then able to convert that excess sugar and starch into fat, which is stored centrally in our body. So that's the first problem. The second problem is the amount of salt in all the foods that we uh, eat, or fast food. Okay. Now, there's a number of studies to show that when people go away from eating a traditional diet, okay, to that of a Western diet, that the problem actually accelerates and is much worse. So if you look at the Japanese people, mm-hmm. after World War II, when they moved to Hawaii and they started eating an American way, then they got the American illnesses. Uh, if people traditionally ate millet and they had vegetables and they had meat, and now suddenly you're eating uh, highly refined white bread with yeah. And, you know, fast, I mean, uh, soft drinks or fizzy drinks that are very high in sugar, okay? And um, you take the amount of sugar that we consume today, then the body has to make sense of all the sugar. It can only store so much of it.
3: Mm. But
2: then it takes this excess sugar and converts it into fat. And it's even more frightening for children, okay? So we're sitting on an epidemic of childhood obesity, and we're sitting and we're on the verge of developing an epidemic of uh, diabetes in children as a consequence of uh, the obesity. I mean, if you look at the kids walking around today, I mean, they're not active. They're and play video games and they're eating all the fast food and highly refined sugar and starch. Mm. And I'm saying we're going to have an even bigger problem in our country going forward.
1: And you know, Well, certainly if we don't intervene And the other thing, Dr. Matara. Okay, so say I have a patient Who, was, um, who did have high blood pressure We work on the eating, we work on the exercise And the blood pressure starts coming down When would you stop medication? I think, uh, you know, as a doctor I have a few patients who've changed their lives And I'm not too sure When to stop the medication
2: Yeah, look The, the, the way to stop the medication is to reduce it slowly Okay, okay And um, if you just stop the tablet, there's normally a washout period of about two weeks from when the medication is completely out of your system. Okay. So what you would do is reduce the medication slowly over the time, and patients need to monitor their blood pressure, and if the blood pressure is consistently below 140 over 90, for mm-hmm. example, okay, you could then uh, give them a trial of stopping the medication and see what happens. So. Um, but you need to monitor the patient. Okay, and that's the important the thing. Pressure. That's the important
1: thing. And obviously, if it just go up again, we'd then consider, you know, obviously assess the eating plan, assess the exercise plan, and then consider restarting medication for a short time. Okay, because that's important. I think uh, you know the the difficulty for me. You know, I'm 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 very really good with the changing of the eating plan and so on, but I'm just always a bit wary about stopping the medication because you know you don't want anything to happen and then you're yeah. the one that's to blame.
2: For sure, you don't want to just stop your medication. You know, if you're going to come off medication or if there's a possibility of coming off it, then patients need to be monitored very carefully uh, by their doctors and they need to almost walk them through that process.
1: Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that's good. And I mean, and for and information sharing is is important. I think as 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 doctors, we need to keep sharing information with our with our patients, and not and not keep them in the dark about anything. Actually.
2: Yeah. Well, so I think look. I mean, we've we've hopefully created you know something very unique and special.
1: It sounds We're going like to be it. Doing
2: similar services for patients with uh, diabetes. Okay. And for patients who are overweight as well, we'll be able to monitor what's going on. But the idea is to take the technology because that's the way that it is going. Yes. Okay, that the world is changing, uh, that the technology is advancing at such a phenomenal rate that you know we can't say the technology is bad. We have to be able to take the road to technology and adapt it for our circumstances and for what we need. So you know, hopefully, we've created something uh, very special and very unique. And you know, over time. You know, our aim is to impact positively in terms of people's lives and to make a difference, uh, in the long run because the cost implications for both the individual and the family and our country going forward are just going, it's going to become impossible in future to be able to look after people.
1: And also losing a relative to, to, I mean, heart disease. I know that, I mean, my mom died of diabetes related complications and her death has Changed our lives immensely there's, there's, there are no words to describe how much of a gap she, her, her death has left in our, in our lives
2: for sure so i 'm saying you know we need, what we need to do is all of us have parents, all of us have grandparents, all of us have uncles and aunts, all of us have friends, we all have loved ones who suffer with these illnesses mm. and it is such a simple process of preventing uh, um, you know preventing a heart attack or stroke. Mm. You know, almost all of it over time can be prevented if you just have the right measures and if people take ownership of their health. Mm.
1: Now this is so awesome Dr. Matara and just before we let you go, because I know you're a very busy man, where can we read more about CardioFit and Week and how can we find you?
2: Alright, so easy if you just go to the website cardiofit.co.za and that's k-a-r-d-i-o-f-i-t so it's there's a lot of information on the website um, you know people want to join the program it's easy, there's three steps that they go through online and they can register for the program and then we'll be in touch with it.
1: Thank you so much It's great having you on the show and keep up the good work.
2: It's only a pleasure Cindy and it's nice to see you again Thank you. Take care. Bye Take care.
0: Sir Richard Branson had a game changing idea He made it happen. You have a game-changing idea, and now Sir Richard wants to discuss it with you aboard the Virgin Atlantic 787 Dreamliner. Presenting Dreamtrepreneur. Email dream at cliffcentral.com with your one-minute video or audio-recorded business plan. If our panel of judges think it's a game-changer, you'll be one of ten to attend a course at the Joburg Branson Center of Entrepreneurship. Then, two final winners will take home 40,000 Rand in cash, 140,000 Rand's digital marketing package, one week in London attending Global Entrepreneurship Week, and time with Sir Richard Branson aboard the Virgin Atlantic 787 Dreamliner. An idea is only ever an idea until you make it happen. T's and C's apply. Go to cliffcentral.com for more info. Are you South Africa's next dream entrepreneur?
1: We're back on the second half of Health Hour, and I have a very special guest in the studio. Her name is Tris, and thank you so much for being here.
4: Hi, Dr. Cindy. Thank you for having
1: me. Okay, and I'm glad. um, Did you enjoy your journey to here? Because the traffic is always a nightmare.
4: I did. I did. I thought the traffic was going to be a nightmare, but the road was cleared for us. It was wonderful.
1: So now tell me, tell me a bit more about holistic living. I know this is why you're here. You're here to speak about um, organic living, yes. but let's talk about the holistic living. I think this is something that's interesting to me because as a medical doctor, I'm learning so much about other things, right. you know, especially concerning health issues, you yes. know, so um, that's why I'm very glad to have you on the show. So where did it all begin for you?
4: Wow, my journey um, has been um, very interesting. Um, it all started with my first son. Mm-hmm. I have three children and all of them uh, were here to teach me different parts of this ho- um, holistic living or organic living. Um, so it started with my first son, my baby boy. Um, he was allergic to just about everything. Okay. Um, so he was allergic to gluten. He was allergic to, um, colorants, flavorants. Um, he was allergic to, uh, body products and fabrics. So at the time I was still very young. I didn't know that he was talking to me. I just thought that maybe it was something that has, you know, had to do with him and his body. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I went, um, and did blood tests and I found out that he, he was allergic to a whole lot of things, including protein and his blood. Oh, so. I uh, then I saw the warning signs that something must be wrong. Um, and then I started doing research about what's in the food. Yes. Um, and then I learned about the preservatives and the colorants and all of that. And that's how I got him off, uh, the, the triggers. Um, and then I, 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 I managed to kind of put it, you know, under control, but then his skin was still flaring up. Okay. Um, and then I looked into detergents and I looked into body products and I looked into fabrics and then I learned a lot. Um, so that journey of finding out, um, trying to kind of eliminate things one by one, Mm. uh, that were, you know, kind of, um, interfering with his health. I learned about, um, other ways, other choices that are out there.
1: Mm, that's so interesting. I mean, I think when it comes to your children, you always want the best for your kids. So right. I can imagine that it must have been a very harrowing experience for you as well. I mean, pregnancy on its own is something else. And now you have a baby that's um, reacting to everything around it. That must have been quite difficult. It
4: was. It was very difficult. I mean, I couldn't feed him anything. I couldn't, other children eat, uh, purees bottled. Mm. He didn't want any of that because of the preservatives in the mm. purees and because of how long the food had been ki- cooked, uh, uh, for and how they were cooked So I had to cook for him And then with um, The meat He was allergic to all proteins Nuts, chicken, fish All protein And that was also odd um, And then I, I did research, research Into food Into Um each one of them individually to find out why he was allergic to each every everyone individually. And then I found out about how they were raised, how, what they were fed, you know? Um, yeah. Uh,
1: and in terms of your doctor, pediatrician, um, other health practitioners, dietitians, and so on with they did you find them helpful or were they ignorant? How, how, how was that? Wow, you know what? um
4: I did find somebody who helped me a lot with uh bonolo's eczema mm-hmm. um and it was a very simple remedy um we had Tried creams uh, That help with eczema And what they do is that they heal it for a specific Time or, uh, fr- time frame And then after that the skin would thin out
1: Yeah the steroid creams are yeah. They do are dangerous for the skin Use for a long time Yeah
4: and then after a while the skin was raw And we couldn't put anything on it So he um, suggested that I Bathe him in olive oil um, And wash him with um, Plain yogurt And that the bacteria in the plain yogurt ate the bacteria on the skin and bathing him in olive oil and not in something that would then remove the natural uh, oils on his skin helped without, you know, removing the dryness of mm-hmm. what eczema comes with. So that was very simple
1: and it it's natural. I loved that. Yeah. And then from there, you then branched out into yeah. You know, organic.
4: Yeah. And then products. I started doing more research about, natural ways of helping the body heal itself. Mm-hmm. Um so I started bathing him with olive oil and then using a bit of lemon to to disinfect and then um using the the uh, plain yogurt to eat the bacteria that was on the body. But the problem was not only outside it was also inside. So I had to um also change what I was putting into his body. But it got deeper. Um, it got to a point where my fears were also interfering with the healing of his skin Because I was putting a lot of attention on it When you reject something, you make it come about You know, where energy flows, intention Where intention goes, energy flows Mm. So I had to learn about that as well That I need to watch my energy I need to watch what I say about that uh, skin condition Because if I wanted it to heal, I must always say it's getting better You know what I mean? Yeah, those kind of things
1: and so, is he, how old is he now? He's 11 now. Okay. And um, he's in a mainstream school and so on. Yes. He's in Danefin and
4: he is still allergic to a lot of things.
1: So, how do you then control what he eats at school? You know, with the whole things with tuck shops and so on. You know, because a lot of our kids go there, they buy stuff there. How has that worked out?
4: Oof. That's very tricky uh, because he's a child
1: mm-hmm.
4: and he will want what he doesn't get at home. Mm-hmm. So, if you give him, money he will go for the things that he is not allowed to eat at home. But we give him a lunch box and on the days that we we haven't given him lunchbox we tell him what to eat. Their tuck shop gives us a report of what he did buy that day. Oh is it? Yeah so we get a print out. So uh, first break he'll have a salad because he knows. <laughs> um and then second break he'll chocolate and and juice, and then the next day, he, you know, he's a baby, so he'll he'll try and fill the void of um, exploring all the nice things that the other kids eat. It's a big problem for me because when he gets home the next day, he is swollen.
1: Mm-hmm. And he's fled up. And, and he's
4: fled up. And so when we get home, we have to detox. We have to drink a lot of water, drink and salt. You know, we have to juice. We have to cleanse the system. Uh, but it's an ongoing journey that we always tell him that you need to make choices that are loving to your body.
3: Mm, I like so, that.
4: so he knows. When he picks up something, he knows. He'll say, Mommy, today I didn't make loving choices. Mm. Um, I, I made uh, choices based on how I feel. Not what's good for me. So he already knows the difference, um, which is good. It's good that he knows that I'm making a choice that is not loving to my body, but it's loving to my emotions. So he's got to now weigh which one works for him.
1: And in terms of the family support, is your whole family Living, ho- living like this holistic living Yes okay. okay
4: Now my second child The first one taught me about food And uh, clothing And body products And all of that And I was still too young To see it as a life lesson I just saw it as a medical condition And then my second daughter Took me on a totally uh, <laughs> Holistic route in, in terms of treatments so my daughter came, and she had multiple complications. Uh, she had trisomy 13, and medical science told us that she would live only for two weeks. Sure. And uh, then she had meningitis, three episodes, and when it was finished with her, there was no communication between the brain and the body. So um, when they told me that, look, take your baby, she's only going to live for two weeks, there's nothing we can do for you, I had to keep her alive. Um She lived for two years, six months, by the way. So I had to go out there and find out what else is out there that could keep her alive because the research wasn't enough in the medical industry to know what to do with it Um, or with meningitis for that matter. So um I ventured into why this is happening. You know, when we want God when there are no answers. So I started asking why. And I started um, finding out that the universe is huge. It's not planet Earth. Then I started learning that every single planet that is out there is not there to decorate uh, and give us glitz and glamour. You know the lights. Mm -hmm. It's actually got meaning. Um, That's when I found out that the moon Actually controls the tide of the ocean And I found out that the moon Is in charge of the female reproductive system Mm. So actually Every planet out there affects us Whether we like it or not, believe it or not And in fact it's not about believing It's what is
1: So it was really like a journey, like a a spiritual journey for you.
4: It was, although for me it was pretty much medical. It was pretty Mm. much about keeping my daughter alive. It it had nothing to do with believing in anything specific. Mm. It was about finding something that would help this little one
1: heal herself yeah i must say i mean yeah no medicine we we tend to make a lot of pronouncements over people's lives and i i I think that's one thing i learned very on at medical school that we don't have all the answers so i'm very wary and i and i, I don't even i can't even remember ever telling a patient that you're not going to be here tomorrow you're not going to make it i, I didn't ever speak that kind of stuff because you actually don't know and many times um The world just keeps on defying all these things that we say. Oh, you're only going to live for two weeks. And then two years later, the person's still alive. And then what? You know? So this is, yeah, your, your, your story is probably the story of many people who've been given, you know, a certain amount to live. And then it doesn't happen like that. We don't have all the answers.
4: No, we don't. In fact, wow, this is my passion. Mm. Um, this is the reason why the organic life fair because um, i was sitting in my car driving home the other day and i was listening to the minister of health saying there were two children one in australia and one in italy and they and and as as the explanation of what they were going through were very similar to my utli and i was thinking of those moms sitting there waiting somebody was going to come help them fix their kids And I realized how I had to do it. I had to travel the world to find my answers. And I thought, you know, I have this information. I wonder how many moms are out there and they have different children or they have children that have been influenced by their surroundings. Maybe their parents' thoughts or their parents' words or family vibration or food or clothing or detergents or other external factors that affect who we become. And this person is now sitting there waiting for another external person to come give them a solution. And I thought maybe I need to share this information. How, what if this mom knew what this uh, challenge was there for? Mm-hmm. What if they knew what the message in the illness was?
3: Mm-hmm. What if
4: they took it as a gift Um and learned something that they could then later share with other, w- with other people. And I thought, no, I have to take my lessons, mm. put them out there for these mums. Because if that mother uh, did numerology, for instance, they would find out who they are, why they're here, why the challenge is there, what to learn from the challenge, what the gift out of the challenge is. And then accept the situation as a gift and then I thought, no, I have to share this because I remembered the burden of being alone, um, having gone to the doctor because I had put all my trust in my doctor and looking at him saying, oh, God, Tris, you have to take your baby and go home. She's going to not make it. And actually having her for two and a half years later, and I thought if I could give this to other mums. If I could give them the hope that maybe your child has an illness and there is no cure for the baby yet because we haven't um, funded the, the research. Um, but maybe there are other ways. Maybe somebody else knows. Maybe there's an astrologer who knows who can give you those answers. Or maybe there's a reflexologist who can press certain buttons in your baby's body and trigger the body to heal itself. You know, so I got excited about the possibilities, and so we put together the Organic Life Fair, where all these therapies are going to be available to people.
1: And I think, yeah, I mean, I've had a chiro, a person that practices chiropractic on the show before, and last year I gave a talk to some traditional healers. Yes. And as I said, for me, this whole thing has been a learning curve in that there's no right or wrong. No. You know, I think for too long that we've pitted the you know we've pitted Western medicine and traditional medicine against each other as these, as these two enemies. You know, and the 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 bridge that I want people to cross is that a patient should be able to be free enough to tell me that doctor, Cindy, you know what I'm taking? Um, you know, Western medicine, and I'm also seeing a reflexologist. It shouldn't be that patients are withholding information because maybe we could, you know, maybe there's something you're taking that I need to know about. It'll affect the medication that I'm giving you. But so we've just we've we've created this divide.
4: Wow, um, I also love that <laughs> because you see, metaphysical science is that gap is is that bridge to join the two, uh, because it's science. It's based on a lot of research mm-hmm. and a lot of uh, tests done with people's lives, like my daughter. Mm-hmm. And then medical science. If somebody walks in to a hospital and they've been in a car accident and they've uh, cut off their leg, no amount of prayer is going to put that person together. You need the surgeons there sewing this person together. I love hospitals. They have a lot of wonderful solutions to help put the body together. However, they they are not trained to learn about um meridians. They are not trained to learn about personal codes each one of us like your pin code if you don't if you don't put your pin code in your cell phone you can't use it human beings have pin codes if you don't know your pin code you're not going to function you don't know who you are you don't know what you're doing you know you don't know you can't go somewhere when you don't have a map that's astrology so some diseases are created by thought and if you continuously think that thought, you will continu- continuously release those hormones that are now creating that symptom in mm. your body. So no amount of treatment is going to remove that pattern unless you stop the thought. So
1: in fact, disease or illness can be predominantly thought process. And and your thoughts on cancer, please, um, you know, because cancer is a very common condition. Yeah. Um, yeah, what are your thoughts around cancer
4: My thoughts on cancer Or should I say my experience Because I've uh, I've had two experiences in my family I lost one aunt to cancer And the other one just healed cancer two weeks ago mm. So my understanding of cancer And the way we've worked with my aunt Is thought process There are three things um, That um, cause imbalance in our lives It's anger It's rejection And it's living an inauthentic life. Mm. So when you are upset with yourself for not being who you were hoping to be, mm. those anger hormones and those thought processes that you self-hate, that you send to yourself on a daily basis, go to a specific... That's why I, can, um, I text different places. Um, metaphysically... Uh, each area of the body represents a certain thought yeah. or emotion. So if it's cancer of the breast, it might be that you don't like being feminine. You you feel like you are being victimized for being a woman.
3: Mm.
4: It might have to do with your childhood, your relationship between you and your mom. Mm. It might do with the female um, understanding Um of what life is about if you're a woman and you you think that women should be treated this way instead of allowing everything to be you will reject certain treatments from from male counterparts and so uh, boobs or breasts are a representative of being a woman mm. so when you've get you've got cancer of the breast you need to look at your thought process what is my belief system about being a woman mm. what is my belief system about other women What is my belief system about my mother and my daughter? What do I feel women should be doing better? Because it's an issue I had. Mm. I I felt that I needed to be treated in a specific way, equally to men. Uh, I needed equal respect. I needed equal chances. I needed equal opportunity. But I'm not a man. I'm a woman. And so that affected my uh, cycle, my menstrual cycle. I had, um, um, I forgot, I forgot the name,
1: uh, uh pro- what, what, what were your periods doing? Were you skipping? Were you bleeding? For no, they too were long? painful. Oh, like dysmenorrhea. Dysmenorrhea. Like, yeah.
4: I had dysmenorrhea. And then when I went into metaphysical science to find out what, I, what it was, I found out that I was rejecting being female. I didn't want to be female because I felt like I was being disrespected. Mm. I was treated unfairly. I was told what to do. I, I never, you know, I, I didn't get the respect to be asked, what would you like? I was told this is what a woman should be. This is how a woman should behave. This is what a good woman is. That's what a bad woman does. And I really hated that for a long time, but because that's what society was, I then didn't respect women. Mm. I thought they throw away their kids, they throw away their power, uh, they give away their life purpose, they give away their gifts and talents to one person, and they submit to what they know is not right, and they become angry with themselves silently and Once I found that out, it was healed.
1: Mm. yes, and so how do you marry so 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 metaphysical science and all the things that you 've learned, how do you then? I think for me, the, the, the one thing that you never want is you don't want people to blame themselves for having certain illnesses. Right. So how do you how, how do we make peace with what you have mm-hmm. and all the things that you've learned about yourself mm. and not blame yourself in the process?
4: Okay, I love that word, blame. Mm. I think we can change it because it's got a negative vibration. Mm. Let's not use the word blame. Let's use taking responsibility. What did you think about on the 13th of October, 2001? You don't remember? Did you think? Yes. I'm sorry I thought, but I can't remember what it was. About a billion thoughts yeah. you've had. And so you are sitting on a chair right now. Mm-hmm. Somebody thought about it. It started in the brain. It, it was first a thought. And then somebody drew it on paper and then manifested it. That's why you're sitting on it. Mm. So thoughts create reality. And that's what they Everything, your mics, somebody thought about them. mm Everything that we are using on planet Earth was first a thought. So doesn't that tell you that thought creates reality? Mm. So whatever thought you had back then, it has manifested or it will manifest, whether you like it or not, because that's what thoughts do. Mm. So sometimes we think about things that are not um, serving us, that are not good for us. Uh, We can call them negative thoughts or we can call them belief systems based on how we were raised, our community, our background, our parents. They're not right or wrong. We have a choice now to look into our thoughts and watch ourselves. What am I thinking about? Do I want to see it in my life since thoughts are creating forces? Mm. My cup was a thought. My chair was a thought. My flyer was a thought. Mm. So if everything was created by thought, is it possible that all the thoughts that I have are busy creating things in my life?
1: Especially, I suppose, especially negative thoughts, you know. I mean, I've I've battled with depression. I've battled with depression for a very long time. Um, Trice, what are your thoughts around depression? Because I know even with, with conventional medicine, mental health is such a... You know, it's such a, a, a difficult area for people. You know, I know that when I was diagnosed, people struggled. They struggled to understand how I could have become depressed and so on. But it happens to a lot of people. So what are your just general thoughts around mental health?
4: I was on Ciprolex for six years. Mm-hmm. Um, I went into oof, manic depression. Mm-hmm. Um, I once went to, um, Mr. Price and I went with passion. I said to the teller, do you have an MTN of ATM? And she said, excuse me. I said, MTN of ATM. Mm -hmm. And she said, look around, where are you? And I looked around and I realized I was in Mr. Price. And I said, oh, I'm looking for MTN. She said, but you also, you're going to go to MTN now and ask for an ATM. What are you looking for? And I realized, okay, I've lost it. Mm. And it was postnatal depression mm. um, combined with me giving up my power. I had uh, decided to leave my job and take care of the baby. Mm-hmm. And I hated myself for doing that. So that's what I was saying. We make choices that then make us unhappy and we secretly hate ourselves and shut down. So depression for me Was um, a way of escaping reality And I wanted to sleep all the time Because then I didn't have to face The the fact that I wasn't productive That I wasn't serving That I wasn't giving I wasn't using my gift and talents I had a lot of anger inside of me And I was imploding So depression for me Is when you've gone below the stage of anger And you've just given up because you you ha- you had given your power away because you you subscribed to what a woman should be stay at home take care of your kids and if you're the kind of person that wants to serve and give um you you could get very angry with yourself
1: and then self destroy Mm. yeah oh, it's a very it's a very difficult place to be and i think i'm really coming out of it now but medication also helped me in therapy as well that really made a difference in my life but she so where can we find you i mean this is very interesting stuff very different from stuff that i'm used to so this is really you know fascinating where can we find you your details your websites um twitter
4: um our twitter handle is at organic life oh, sorry at organic underscore lifestyle and then, um, I'm on
1: LinkedIn. Mm-hmm.
4: Um, and then we've got our and, website. And on
1: LinkedIn, name and surname? Uh, Tris Maswi. Okay. So it's T-R-I-C-E. Maswi, M-A-Z-W-I. M-A-Z-W-I. Yeah.
4: And then we uh, have a website, yes. www.organiclifefair. And our website, um, basically tells you everything about all the therapies that are going to be, um, at the fair. Okay. And the fair isn't only about therapies, by the way. Mm-hmm. It's a cycle. Okay. So we start from the beginning. Who are you? Your energy. Okay. You, you are, you are light being, right? And then you must remember, let's keep it simple. When a mother says I'm pregnant, you must remember there's nothing in the tummy. How does she know she's pregnant? Why, why are the signs and the pregnancy tests saying there's someone in there when we know that there will be someone after nine months? Mm-hmm. So if there's already someone But this somebody doesn't have a body That means this person comes Full from somewhere Without a body So we are first that And then we become a body So at the fair we start with that part That doesn't have a body yet So we do energy balancing We, we do um, um, Astrology We do um, numerology To address what that that which didn't have a body but was there, is here to do.
1: Okay. And and when is the fair happening?
4: The fair is happening on the 9th, 10th, and 11th
1: of October. Okay, fantastic. Okay, well, thank you so much. Uh, next for, month. Okay, well, thank you so much for being here, Teresa. I think I really learned a lot. It's always interesting for me to learn, as I said, things that are outside of my field of experience. Yes. And uh, thank you so much for sharing your life as well so openly because I think sharing is, I always say sharing is caring and hearing other people's stories always makes you look at your own life and realize that, you know what, we're all going through journeys. We've all been through painful things, but we always come out of it a better person. If we allow, you know, allow things to happen.
4: Yeah. If I, if we allow ourselves to grow and Mm -hmm. come out of our comfort zones, um, and maybe take our experiences to help others. Yeah. Um, my experience is, is a gift. So if people see this as an opportunity to heal their lives, that's my passion. My passion is to inspire others To heal their lives, not their bodies, their lives. So go into our website, look at what we do and buy packages as a family or as a group of friends and share it and explore. There's more to you than just your body. There's more to your life than just what you eat and wear. And you'll be blown away once you give yourself a right to do it. Thank you so much. Thank you.
0: This is CliffCentral.com. dot com.